it's Mark Mason with a new episode of Hope Signals and a new intro song, by the way. You appreciate that? Thank you, Jason Hess, who kind of got on my case and said, man, you need a new song. So I, that's uh, Fallen Angels Fly from our record. Uh, still, no, Speak Easy, the latest one. You can listen to that at theplunders.com or all the streaming services. Got a new series for you. Uh, I'm going to title it Trust and Hustle. Totally lifted that name. Uh, from a book called Called to Create by a man named Jordan Rayner. I've been studying on this idea of creativity. Uh, I t- touched on it in the last episode, rescuing or the last series, Rescuing Joy, uh, talked about how God has called us to create and that we find joy when we are creating. And so I've been reading actually a couple of books on uh, creative process and that kind of thing. I we're called to be creative people. I mean, God is a creator. Uh, you know, he created the heavens and the earth. Jesus is a creator. Colossians 1, 15 and 16. He's the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him, all things were created in heaven and on earth. Even when Jesus walked the earth, he came into the earth, spent most of his life as a craftsman, creating things. He was a carpenter. He was born into a small business family, and he took the raw materials, the wood, and he built something. So we're called to create. I believe that. As sons and daughters of the Creator, we're made in His image and His likeness, and we are called to create. We are called to hustle, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But we're also called to trust in God. So this series, Trust and Hustle, is going to talk about that tension of trusting God, but also hustling. So let me read you a quote from uh, the book Called to Create by Jordan Rayner. He said, those of us who are called to create are forced to wrestle with the tension between trusting and hustling. On the one hand, we know that apart from God, we can do nothing. But on the other hand, we know that God commands us to work hard. For most entrepreneurs, the hustling comes easily. It's the trusting that is so difficult. Why is it so critical that we manage this tension well? Because at the end of the day, when we rely on our hustling without trusting in God, we are either trying to play God or steal His glory, either of which leads to restlessness. Man, that's a powerful quote. You might want to listen to it again, especially the last part. When we rely on our hustling without trusting God, we're either trying to play God or steal His glory, either of which leads to restlessness. When we look at this dark world that we're living in, we look at all the terrible things happening around us, something in us, I hope, wants to be part of the solution. We want to create solutions. We want to bring salt and light into this dark world, don't we? I would hope, as as believers, we want to make a difference. We want to make a mark. You know, we want to do something significant. We want to create something that brings about positive change for people in the middle of this messy world that we live in. And that's a noble goal. I believe God put that in our heart to do that. And we're born again with with works that God prepared in advance advance for us to do, Ephesians 2.10. We want to discover those works. We don't want to die with our music still in us, uh, as uh, the quote says. We want to unpack. We want to uh, give our potential back to the Lord and do something and make a difference. I hope that's your heart. I hope that, that you have a desire to make a difference. And so, therefore, we want to hustle. We want to do something. Uh, 
But the word tells us in John 15, Jesus said that apart from me, you can do nothing. But remain in me and I in you and you'll bear much fruit. So we've got to balance trusting and hustling. A lot of us have an entrepreneurial spirit. That's, a, I guess, a French word <coughs> that means, <coughs> excuse me, someone who who uh, undertakes a task with a financial risk. Today, when we think of entrepreneurs, we think of Elon Musk, we think of Jeff Bezos, we, we think of uh, the Virgin Galactica guy, um, Virgin Records guy, I forget his name. We think of these people that put big money on the line, Warren Buffett, or people that take big risk for a financial profit. Well, those of us as believers, we are called to take big risks, to take the, ta the time, the talent, the treasure that God gives us, and to take big risk with it to create something for the glory of God and the service of others. Nothing wrong with making a profit, but that's not our end game. I mean, financial profit, but that's not our end game. Our, our end game is I want to bring glory to God and I want to serve others. I want to produce uh, positive change in this negative world that we live in. Now, when it comes to the hustle part, most of us that have a pioneer spirit or an entrepreneurial spirit, we have no problem uh, with with the hustle part of it. And, and I can make a case for the hustle part of it all day long. Uh, the, the Proverbs tell us all over, work hard, work hard, work hard. Proverbs 6, 6, go to the ant, you sluggard, and consider its ways. It has no commander, no overseer or ruler, yet it stores, stores its provisions in summer. It gathers its food at harvest. How long will you lie there, you sluggard? One version says slacker. When will you get up from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands, and poverty will come on you like a thief and scarcity like an armed man. Some people have no hustle, and they end up broke. They have to have a commander. They have to have a boss. They have to have someone telling them what to do. And then they do the bare minimum. They don't see their uh, vocation as a calling from God. They don't take responsibility for whatever he's given. You know, somewhere along the way, and I guess it's because of the scripture that was planted in me as a child, it was, it, it just, even when I wasn't walking with the Lord, when I got my first uh, job at 14. I work in construction during the summer with my dad and then 15. And then I got my first full-time job at 16 when I'd been kicked out of school. Uh, it was in me to do more than was expected of me. You know, I, I just like, that's what you do. And I detested people that were slackers, people that just did enough to get by. I tried to take ownership of whatever was, was given to me to do you know, and to make my boss look good. Uh, and I guess it was because of scripture that was planted in me years ago. I don't know. It, just, it was just in me to, to work hard. But some people have no hustle. So uh, Proverbs 12, 24 says, diligent hands rule, but laziness ends in forced labor. Proverbs 26, 13, the sluggard says there's a lion in the road, a fierce lion roaming in the street. I think I did a whole series on this way back there somewhere uh, on Hope Signals about the fact that people use the fear of risk as a reason to avoid the hustle. This is the, uh, well, let's, let's look at Proverbs 19, 24. A sluggard buries his hand in the dish. He will not even bring it back to his mouth. That's people that do things halfway. 
they get started, but they don't finish. In the last series, I talked about Seth Godin's principle that art really isn't art until you ship it. So it's one thing to create something. It's another thing to create it and then ship it to get it out to the world, knowing that you don't control the outcome. I don't control the outcome of, of this podcast, uh, but I, I, I can create it. Now, if I just sat here and I recorded this whole podcast and I saved it on my computer, but I never shipped it, I never put it out there for consumption, then then I am pretty much guaranteed of the outcome. It's going to go nowhere. Uh, what I've done is I've put my hand in the dish, and I, but I, I'm too lazy to bring it, the food back to my mouth. I've only got halfway. I can make a New Testament argument for the hustle. It tells us in Colossians 3.23, whatever you work at it, do it with all your heart is working for the Lord, not for men. You know, when I think about the work ethic of Jesus when he was a carpenter or the work ethic of Paul when he was a tent maker, I have to believe they were hustlers. I have to believe that they realized that their reputation of you know what they had to say about the kingdom of God, it hinged on what people thought of their character. And, and so I'm sure that they were hustlers. They were good at what they did. They were industrious. They, they created new ways of doing things. They, they worked hard. And, and I believe that's who, what we're called to do. We're called to be industrious. We're called to create. We're called to work hard. We're called to hustle. And if you're a person with an entrepreneurial spirit, a pioneer spirit, you usually don't have a problem with the hustle part of the equation. Where we struggle is the trust part. Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. So we have to trust. First, we have to trust that we were created on purpose for a purpose, especially when we don't feel like it, especially when we don't feel like we make any difference. We feel worthless. We feel useless, inadequate, unqualified. We have to go back to Scripture and say, it doesn't matter how I feel. This is what the Word of God says. I am His workmanship. Some versions say, his masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he prepared in advance for me to do. Now, I don't care how I feel. This is what the Word of God says, so I'm going to keep pressing on. We have to trust that God is at work even when we aren't. You know, uh, Jesus gives the illustration of of a farmer that plants seed, and the seed grows whether the farmer sleeps or, or he rises night and day, the seed sprouts and grows, and he knows not why. I think that's in Mark chapter 4. Um, the farmer had to do his part. The farmer had to hustle. The farmer, by the sweat of his brow, had to get out there and till the ground, plant the seed, do whatever it takes to prepare things, but he can't make it grow. So there's this cooperation. We have to do our part and trust God to do the other part to build his kingdom to make it grow and when i talk about bringing the kingdom of god to earth that's that's what we want to do what we're supposed to be praying right lord let your kingdom come or let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven what is the kingdom of god well one description is found in romans 14 paul said that the kingdom of god is righteousness peace and joy in the holy spirit man our world needs some righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Spirit, doesn't it? It, it, We we are called to bring that to earth through our hustle, through our cooperation with God, but we've got to keep coming back to, apart from Him, I can do nothing. So there's this tension, which is good because tension makes us pay attention. Where am I at? We can get so lost in the hustle that we stop 
trusting God. Let me give you a great illustration from my personal life of how I did this. I came to the Lord at 19 years old, and it wasn't long before I felt like the Lord spoke to my heart, Mark, you're only 19, you can be whatever you want to be when you grow up. And I started studying on my own at the library, studying math and studying English. Now, I only had a ninth grade education at that point, uh, but God was knitting my brain cells back together. I was understanding this stuff. I got my GED. Then I started going to vocational school and studying electronics because I wanted to go to work for CBN so that I could be part of the Great Commission broadcasting the gospel around the world. So I began the hustle in that direction. And I made really good grades at it, and I was pretty impressed with myself. So I enrolled in college. And the next thing you know, I'm making outstanding grades in college. I'm, I'm carrying like a 3.8, 3.9 grade point average, and I'm just, man, I'm blown away by myself. The next thing you know, I'm so busy hustling that I don't have time for church on Sunday. I'm starting to get things upside down. Before, I was in church every Sunday realizing that this was, I'm not trying to be legalistic here, but this was my act of faith. This was my trust. Uh, showing up for church, enjoying worship, listening to the Word of God. Slowly but surely, I began to devalue that and replace it with the hustle. And the next thing you know, I'm studying to be an engineer to go to work for IBM to make big money. I'm, I'm lost in the hustle and I got off track big time. It took me years to get back with God, what I believe was God's plan A for my life because I got lost in the hustle. So I wanted to share at least one way, maybe I'll get to two in this if not the next, uh, that we demonstrate our trust in God. One way that we demonstrate our trust, even in the middle of the hustle, is to have the faith to rest. The word faith in the New Testament, probably most places, is translated trust. I have to trust that I can take my hands off the wheel, that, that the seed will grow whether I sleep or I rise. God modeled rest for us. I don't think God needed rest, by the way. I think he was modeling rest for us. It tells us in, in uh, Genesis 2-3, God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because he rested from all the work of creating he had done. That that word uh, rest, uh, it means, which where we get the word Sabbath. It means to cease, to eliminate, to stop. You know, I, I, I'm certainly not an agriculture guy, but I understand that ever so often feels have to rest or they will not produce. In our world today where, man, you're supposed to hustle, you know, seven days a week, 365 days a year, hustle, hustle, hustle. It's no wonder that people are burning out, that stress is causing so much disease, that there's so much craziness going on in our world. People are blowing their top, the road rage. People are not ceasing, eliminating, stopping their work, and moreover, focusing on the one that gives them the energy and the opportunity to work, God himself. Not a legalistic uh, message here about you need to go to church on Sunday. You don't have to go to church. You get to go to church. Uh, but it's, it's not just the religious performance of showing up at church. Uh, 
I, in no way am I preaching that. I, I, I don't think you have to go to church to be a Christian and to make heaven, but I don't think that you will become all God wants you to be without a body of believers that will help you along, create opportunities for you that you can learn from, that have to love you whether, the, whether they like you or not. I tell inmates that all the time. So I, I'm definitely a big believer in, in church, but not as a religious performance thing. I'm more of a big believer in resting from your labor. I have to check myself on this all the time. And it's usually Sundays that roll around. And, and I'm like, well, even if I can't make church today, I, I can take my hand off the wheel. I can do no work. I can spend some time in the Word. I can watch some sermons online. Um, but I can rest from my labor I can go fishing. I can do something out of the frame of my normal frame of, of mind, my normal hustling. <clears throat> I think that a big part of rest is solitude. We need those moments of solitude, those moments of just us and God in the wilderness kind of thing. Uh, we don't have to literally go to the wilderness. It can be like in my case, I remember one time, well, many, over 500 times I made the commute from Richmond to Virginia Beach during my five years at Wave Church uh, on staff there uh, through the Hampton Roads Tunnel. And, and most times when I'm driving in the car, you know, I'm, my head is buzzing from the day or what I've done or I'm in a hurry to get to the next place. Uh, and the temptation is, man, I need, to, I need to flip on the radio. I need some input. But solitude, I've heard it defined as getting alone with our own mind without the input from other minds. That means no books, no radio, no no uh, Spotify, no TV, just me and my mind and God. And uh, one time I was on the way back and uh, my temptation was flip on the radio, something to keep me awake. It was late at night and I was coming through um, uh, uh, 60, Interstate 64 West and there's a part of that stretch that's only two lanes and it's really dark at night. And, and I'm just sitting there. You know, I, I, God knows my heart. He knows your heart. He knows what you want to do. I, I, I love to create songs. I love to write songs. And I'll sit down, I'll bang my head. And there's merit in that. Just working through the craft and writing a bunch of junk and then out pops a diamond. But now I've decided, you know what, I'm just going to spend some time meditating on the Lord. And I start to kind of hum. And out comes this melody uh, and it's the first time that's my coffee maker going off sorry um, it's the first time that I've ever written an entire song from start to finish without an instrument in my hand I got home and I picked up the guitar and I put chords to it uh, I sang the first line and I knew what the song was going to be about it was going to be about a young man that had uh, killed someone in a drunk driving crash and, and was very repentant for that and still went to prison for it. He's only 19 years old, the case when I was a police officer. Um, it's the song Wrecked on the on the uh, album Still Moving Targets. Many years later, we would record a, uh, a pro version of it. Uh, but that came through solitude. That came through seasons of rest. Sometimes we've got to just separate ourselves from the hustle, and that is trust. I used to tell people when I was a pastor that the greatest work of faith that I perform every week is my day off, is separating myself from the hustle. Now, I know many of you, you, you have children, you have responsibilities, and a million other things going on. It's hard to find, but you've got to find those places, those times, even if it's only small parts of a day where it's just you and your mind and perhaps the Word of God. But 
you know, I, this is going to sound crazy, but sometimes it's good to kind of fast from the Bible, especially, and that sounds really weird, doesn't it? But for those of us that have been in church a long time, we've studied the Word a long time, and especially for those of us that are always looking for nuggets to share with somebody, uh, the Bible can actually cause hustle to happen. It's hard for me to read. Now, I've got a lot of Bible in me, okay? So, so I can give God an opportunity to bring those scriptures to my remembrance if I'm not actively just got my head buried in the Word, you know, reading. All the while, my brain is going, hmm, what can I teach from this? What can I learn from this that I can, you know, share with other people? So I know that sounds strange, but sometimes there's a need to cease and eliminate and to stop doing that to get alone and rest and it demonstrates our trust in God you know for years I wanted to use music to uh, evangelize and to edify and to, you know reach people outside of church and I wanted to write songs well back in the early 90s I saw no way for that to happen uh, I think I might have started playing in a praise band but I, I wanted uh, to have a, a Christian band, if there can be such a thing. I don't think bands can be Christian, but you know what I mean. Only people can be Christian. Uh, but I didn't see any way for that to happen. I felt like there were songs in me, but I couldn't get them out. So you know what I did? In in uh, every house I've ever lived in, I've had a music room or a studio. Now, for those of you that get this, it's kind of like having a wood shop if you're a carpenter. I would walk into that room, and instead of picking up my guitar... I would fast from it and get on my knees and pray. I would pray things like, possess me, Holy Spirit. You know, Lord, work your will in me. And I don't know how long that went on. Maybe for a, a week or two. It could have even been longer. But I, I intentionally ceased, stopped, and eliminated the hustle when it came to music. And when I picked it back up, I began writing and songs began to flow. An entire album of songs came out. Now, I'm not giving you that as a formula. I'm just saying that sometimes we need to cease, eliminate, and stop the hustle. We need to show God that I trust. This is ultimately, apart from you, I can do nothing. I can do my part, but now I'm, I'm going to commit my way to you, my work to you, and trust that my plans will be established. That's Proverbs 16:3. You know, it's so tempting today. If we keep our nose in, you know, social media, in the news, uh, at Hollywood and sports, we have a world that's full of celebrity, people making a name for themselves, uh, internet influencers, social media influencers. We can all want that. We can all want to make a name for ourselves. We can all want to build a legacy for ourselves. We can all want to make a mark. Now, there's nothing wrong with having a good name. I mean, Proverbs 22.1 says, a good name is more desirable than great riches. To be esteemed is better than silver or gold. So there is a, you know, merit to saying, hey, I want my name to be associated with certain positive things. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that, but we can get so lost in it. If you're feeling restless, Maybe it's because you're doing great at the hustle, but you're not doing so good at the trusting God. Saying, you know what? I'm going to back away from this thing. Some, I, you know, I got a friend, uh, Glenn Kaiser. I may get this story wrong, but Glenn is uh, the founding member of a, a band called the Resurrection Band, also called the Res Band. 
based out of Chicago, Illinois. And if you don't know who that is, shame on you. You should look them up. They were pioneers in the Christian rock movement back, I guess, in the 70s and 80s. Uh, Glenn's still out there doing it. I, you know, Years ago, I actually quit a job so that I could go see them in concert. Long story. Little did I know, 30 years later, I would actually meet Glenn Kaiser. He would become my friend. He's contributed material to the Good Infection Project. We have played together on stages in Sturgis and Daytona Bike Week. But Glenn told the story that, that he had laid, he you know was a musician. He came to Christ and he laid his music down and said he would not pick it back up unless he felt like the Lord had told him to do it. And when he did, the resurrection band was born. Uh, the rest is history. So we have to balance this trust and hustle. Is, is, am I at a season where I need to cease, eliminate, and stop for a couple of hours, a couple of days, a couple of years? Now, we, we've got to be careful because we can get so frustrated, like, I don't trust my motives, so I'm not going to do anything. We don't want to be that. That's, that's being pious. That's, that's being fearful that if I step out by faith, now let me see if I can draw a parallel. That's me saying, I'm going to do this uh, podcast, but really, who am I? You know, I mean, I'm not going to put this thing out there because one, I could get ridiculed. One, people could think I'm just trying to make a name for myself. I'm just trying to be all that. And so I'm not, I'm, you know, I, I don't want to be seen that way. That is the servant in Matthew 25 that took the talent. Uh, or that was actually a measure of gold that the master had put in his hand. The master expected him to put it to work, to hustle and create an increase with it. Um, God gives us potential. Our, his gift to us is our potential. What we do with it is our gift back to him. So God expects us to hustle, but that servant buried his uh, talent in the ground for fear that he would lose it. And he was punished for that. He was ridiculed for that. And what he had was taken away and given to the one given to the one that was willing to hustle. So there is this constant tension between trusting God and hustling. That word trust interchangeable with the word faith throughout throughout the word. Uh, without trust, it's impossible to please God. Think of it that way. Trust without works is dead. Now this is weird. What work? Can I do to demonstrate I trust God, I can rest? It's kind of weird to think of rest as a work, but you know what I'm saying, right? I can cease, eliminate, stop, back away from, take my hand off the wheel, seek some time of solitude where I'm not just being bombarded with you know input from other minds. It's just me and my mind and the mind of Christ. You know, some people find that in exercise. They go running. Uh, even when we run, sometimes we put headphones in, right? So we have input from other minds. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not, I do that sometimes. But sometimes I'll go for a run or bike ride and and I will not take any any uh, headphones with me. I just want to think. Maybe I'll, I'm just focusing on a problem. I'm seeking times of solitude. Ah. Maybe I'm sharing too much about my own personal way of doing it. But the point is, there is a tension between trust and hustle. And sometimes you'll find yourselves more creative when you come back from a season of rest. So I encourage you today, if you're feeling restless, maybe 
you've been hustling so hard that godly ambition has shifted over to selfish ambition and you need to just lay that down and back away from it for a little while uh, again maybe it's just a day a couple of hours i think it's, it's a practice to be honest it's not like you do this one time it's the instruction of the word the sabbath was made for us uh, the principle of we need seasons to cease eliminate and stop our hustle now, conversely, six days a week, we should be hustling. We should be working hard. We should be industrious people. We should be trying to create new ways to bring salt and light uh, to this world that we live in. Hey, I hope that helped, and I'm going to study some more on this idea and read a little more of uh, Jordan Rayner's book uh, and uh, you know, just talk a little more about how we can balance trust and hustle. I'll give you, uh, I think I'm leaning in the direction of one way that we demonstrate trust in God is through generosity. And that'll, that'll be the next episode. And I'm not just talking about giving your money. Okay. We can be generous in a whole lot of other ways. And I'm going to explore this myself. You know, um, it's a way when you, when you use time that you could have used on your hustle and instead offer to somebody else in need you give that time away for a phone call you didn't want to take because you were so busy uh doing the thing that, that you felt god's called you to do and there's times when you need to ignore that phone call but then there are times when you need to go you know what i'm just going to back away and i'm going to give away a little piece of me i'm giving too much stay tuned for the next episode trust and hustle thanks for listening you can learn more about our ministry at lifeontheverge.com. You can learn more about our music at theplunders.com. Again, thank you guys so much for listening. I love getting feedback from you. Get out there and hustle, but pay attention to the tension between trusting God and Sometimes hustling. Sometimes angels fly.